I'd like to welcome everyone to this third episode of our 10-part podcast series, Working with Millennials, which features another highly informative Q&A with Smooch Reynolds. Smooch is one of the most respected C-suite recruiters in the nation. She currently serves as Global Investor Relations and Communications Practice Group Leader with DHR International. In case you are unaware, Smooch has been an IR and communications functional search expert for more than two decades. And before that, she was herself a chief communications officer. Smooch is a key behind-the-scenes advisor <clears throat> to CEOs about their corporate brand advancement. Fortune Brands, Diebold, Hyatt Hotels, Grant Thornton, American Waterworks, and a host of other companies come to her for advice and counsel. During the last 15 years, Smooch Reynolds has added more than $300 billion in valuation to client organizations through her IRO search work. What an amazing career. Outside of her professional work, Smooch has been just as forward-thinking, especially in the sphere of helping young, up-and-coming millennial talent. She is the proud mother of three millennial children, or young adults, so I think it is safe to say she has direct, hands-on experience both at home and in the workplace. As always, I'm your host, Adam Shapiro, Brand Development Leader at Hunt Scanlon Media, and this is Talent Talks. Our comprehensive analysis of the 2016 millennial electorate suggests that the youth turnout remained about the same as in 2012. Nothing, it seems, in this election cycle excited this important demographic group to get out their vote. The presidency is now set for the next four years, whether you like it or not, and for millennials, like everyone else, it's back to work time. So, Smooch and I are going to attempt to break this down in less than 10 minutes. Wish us luck. Smooch, you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll, Adam. All right, let's do this. So, millennials who voted this year were more liberal, say the polls, although it's tough to trust the polls anymore, but they are less likely to identify as Democrats and no more likely to identify as Republicans than in 2008. So going off this, how important is it to engage these increasingly independent-minded young voters in future elections and even beyond the ballot box into their workplace? Adam, I think it's critical for millennials to engage in politics for a variety of reasons. The First and foremost, uh, it's vital to their futures, and it's also vital to our nation's future. This generation is one component of the foundation of our direction as a country and a world leader. And while the subject matter of elections is often complicated, I think this generation is really smart, and I believe will be more educated about political topics in the future for a variety of reasons not the least of which is their natural intellectual curiosity and their interest in being influencers and making a difference in the world. So you think it'll just take a, a bit of time for them to understand the system, but you think eventually with their education and their prowess and, and news presence, they'll you know, become even more politically sound? Absolutely. I don't think you, you learn the or acquire the depth of knowledge about some of the political topics that um, our country faces as a world leader overnight. 
And I think with time and curiosity and intellect and, you know, kind of socializing their own perspectives within their generation and with others, I think that they'll acquire the knowledge and they'll become more active in politics. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree with you uh, there. And beyond the ballot box, do you think this will transfer into the workplace at all? Well, I, yes, I do. I think that um, when you say transfer into the workplace, um, I, if you're referring to how engaged millennials are with Yeah, their, exactly. Yeah, absolutely I do. I think they're a very interesting uh, generation in terms of their curiosity, but also their pursuit of their passions. And they tend to gravitate toward uh, roles in companies or companies that are aligned with their own passions and interests. So absolutely, I think their engagement will increase. That's great. So I'm curious about something and I'm wondering if you can put on your executive recruiter cap for just a second then. Since millennials didn't get engaged in their political system in 2016, do you have any concerns about their engagement levels in the workplace? And I know we just just discussed this, but I, I kind of want to look more at the workplace in particular and what is different about you know this group and how to engage them, similar to what we, we just addressed, but more focused on uh, how to engage them in the workplace. Well, ha happy to comment on that, Adam, but let me also share a thought about uh, their uh, perceived lack of engagement in the political uh, arena in 2016. Mm, yeah. You know, I think, I think that they were engaged to a certain degree. I think where this generation is different is that they weren't readily adopting alignment with one political party or another. And I think that's a piece of politics that they need to sort out over the next four to eight years, either in terms of alignment or being influencers to shift the way the country looks at our political system. Um, I think as far as the, you know, returning to the notion of engagement in the workplace, I really have absolutely no concerns about millennials being engaged in their workplace. No concerns you know, at all. No concerns at all. As I said a minute ago, you know, their tendency is to pursue employment that supports their passions, and that allows them then to be fully engaged, productive, and innovative in their efforts on behalf of employers. And I think if there ever was a generation of future influencers across business, society, and the globe, this is the generation who is going to start turning the workplace in terms of its configuration, how people collaborate together, how individuals um, approach problem solving, which I think is a positive. Yeah, the, it's just this word engagement keeps coming back because they are so engaged in the workplace and that it baffles me that only four in 10 Democrat millennial voters and three in 10 Republican millennial voters, you know, actually got out there. So hopefully we can transfer some of that passion to, to politics. That's really the end goal here, uh, from, at least in my opinion, and it seems in yours as well. Well, I think, Adam, that there's a different type of engagement um, when it comes to politics versus work. 
And I think that, again, it takes uh, sometimes, you know, a couple of election cycles for people to grow into and develop their own confidence about what they're voting for, why they have the position that they do. Um, and I think that just takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. I, uh, I agree. Everything does take time, especially at this level. So, Smooch, what do you think are some of the key motivators to keep young people interested in both politics and work? And I know these are a bit general of questions, but I, I really do think they're worth addressing. Well, I think um, as far as uh, motivating and engaging millennials uh, in the future, I think as this generation matures, Adam, it's going to become more evident to employers as to how they can support the partnership and further inspire these really smart young professionals. So, you know, one piece of advice I have to management is to practice some of the same behaviors that they expect of not only the millennial generation, but frankly, employees of all generations. So in this partnership, be active listeners as, as managers, attempt to understand the millennial perspective about how they approach their work, and partner with the intended goal of reaching some common ground. And those adages are not any different um, for the varying generations. Um, you know, C-suite executives expect those uh, qualities, being an active listener, uh, empathy towards others, finding common ground at people who are at all levels of the organization across all generations. Yeah, I'm sure you can... Uh we can tell here that Smooch has some background in career advice and interview tips, transitioning and, uh, you know, shaping success. So you, you certainly sound the part and, and those were, were great points you brought up. Uh, I, I really do agree. Uh, so moving on to our, our last question, uh, while the election ultimately will have a big impact on the economy, it doesn't seem to be affecting the hiring practices of employers, at least not yet. So as an expert in this sector, what are your thoughts on the U.S. job market under President Trump and I guess how millennials continue to fit in or potentially not fit in? Well, I think millennials are very much the generation of the future, and I think they're going to help shape everything from politics to how business is conducted ethically to helping advance the, the notion of inclusiveness across all ideologies and platforms, both business and social. You know, in my opinion, Adam, they're a determined generation who thus far seem to hold true to their passions and interests with little wavering. And as a result, I think that four years from now, we're going to see them play a larger role in society and business. And I think as a result of the maturity that they're going to gain, they're going to be potentially very different influencers in the political scene. But, you know, that said, stay tuned, Adam, because with this generation, I think anything's possible, which frankly, I find to be one of the exciting qualities that they offer. You never know with the millennials where they're going to surface 
uh, in a particular social cause, uh, in the future it might be politics. Um, you know, they're, they're very, uh, nimble, adept group of young professionals. So I think four years from now, it'll be really interesting to see where they're, where they're going to be. Well, don't you wish you were 25 or 25? Not really. I love my life at the point that I'm at. <laughs> uh, that, one really, that one really backfired on me. <laughs> uh, that's that's Sorry, great. We are, we are glad that you are loving life. And uh, hopefully we all love the next four years just as much. So, well, we did it. Uh, almost. Uh, but seriously, we could talk about this all day. And I'm sure our listeners would tune in because... It's one of those things where you don't always want to talk about it. You don't always want to listen to it, but you can't turn the channel off once it's on. Uh, so let's all just watch and stay tuned. And Smooch, thank you as always for joining us. You are tremendous. And um, we hope you have a great you know, rest of the day. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for including me. And I'll look forward to our uh, future time together. Yes, and please uh, make sure to follow Smooch on Smooch Unplugged, her website, uh, to gain more insight and advice uh, from, her, from her own perspective. And also, if you have any questions or comments on this podcast, uh, you can email myself, adam at huntsgamlin.com, and I'd be happy to pass the message on to Smooch, or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn at Adam Shapiro. And that is all. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Talent Talks.